Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles today again to the book of Acts. And today we're going to pick up in verse number six in our study, the Acts transition. And this will be part three. Uh, Verse number six. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, would thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now, it is obvious that the apostles were still looking for an earthly kingdom. To them, nothing had changed. They were still expecting the kingdom to come at any moment just as they had been expecting and proclaiming all along. And again, I remind you, the first words out of John the Baptist's mouth was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 3, 2. The first words out of our Lord's mouth was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew four seventeen. Their message stayed consistently the same. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and yes, even into the book of Acts. They were keeping their sights on the Lord's promise that he would bring in an earthly kingdom in which they would sit upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 28. And then in verse number 7, And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Now notice that he did not correct them, but instead he just said that it's not for you to know at the moment. And then in verse 8, But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. Now notice, now, yet while our Lord refused to elaborate on the timing of the restoration of the kingdom, he did tell them that when it did come, it would be preceded by the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, who would come and empower them to take the message to Jerusalem and beyond. Just like he told them in Matthew 24, 14, when he said, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Guys, we are way too good at taking this verse and applying it to the church today. Neither one of those verses, Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, or Matthew chapter 24, verse verse number 14, has anything to do with the church in which you and I live today. This is the kingdom church. This is the church under apostolic authority. You know, I hear people all the time read Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 14 and say, see, this is uh, post-millennialism. 
we need to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, and once we've done that, the kingdom will come. No, this verse is not talking to the church of you and I today. This verse is addressed to the Jews. Read Matthew chapter number 24. And then notice in verse number 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now, at this, this point, a question needs to be asked. Why did Jesus have to go away? Why did he have to ascend after all? I mean, why didn't he just stay and help the newly commissioned apostles complete their task? Now, I believe that Ephesians chapter 4 Verses 9 through 10 answers this question. Now it says, Now that he ascended, what was it but that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens. Why? That he might fill all things. Now again, there's no doubt we can get lost in the weeds on these two verses. But I want to focus on the latter part where it says that he might fill all things. The word fill means to make full or to complete. In other words, our Lord ascended so that he may make full or complete. So in other words, while the apostles were doing their part on earth, as they were just commissioned in verse number eight, he would be doing his part in redeeming the earth back unto himself. In Revelation 5, in verse number five, we see him, and one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals. Our Lord had to go back because he had a part to play. Also, as foretold by his father in Psalm 110, verse number one, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. So they had a part to play, which was go into all the world and take the gospel. And again, this is not the death, the burial, and the resurrection. This is not the gospel of grace that you and I teach today. It simply is not. It is the kingdom gospel. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Nothing has changed. In the gospels, the kingdom was at hand, which means near, which means close. It does not mean here. <laughs> it means it's at hand. But now, as we get into the book of Acts, Peter, the one who holds the keys, is going to make an official offer of the kingdom to the Jewish nation. And sadly, they're going to reject it. Yes, 3,000 will get saved and added to the number, added to the existing apostolic church. And later on, he's going to preach again, and 2,000 will be added. But understand, the preaching of the kingdom was for national repentance, not for individual repentance. Only 5,000 out of the entire nation of Israel? That is sparse 
That was not national repentance. So Christ was going away to do his part, and they were to remain upon the earth and do their part. And we see a bit of that because notice in verse 10, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Now, in the previous verse, we saw that a cloud received him. Now we see two men in white apparel. Now, this lends itself to the fact that this cloud may not be as atmospheric, but instead it may be, and I believe to be, heavenly hosts. In fulfillment of the promise by these two men, one day the Lord will also return with the clouds. And again, I don't believe this is referring to nebulous clouds, atmosphere. It's referring to a heavenly host. Jesus said in Matthew 26, 64, Thou hast said, Nevertheless I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right of power, coming with the clouds of heaven. Again, I don't believe that's the puffy things that are floating around. It's referring to heavenly hosts. Um, also another one uh, in Matthew 24 and verse number 30. He said, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Also, the Apostle John wrote in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye will see him, and they also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so. Amen. So remember all also that those who are with him at his return, you and I, what will we be wearing? According to Revelation, fine linen, white and clean. So I believe when it refers to the clouds here, it's referring to a host of heavenly witnesses, a host of heavenly witnesses. One final note on the clouds. They are present at the rapture of the church as well. In 1 Thessalonians 4.17, Paul said, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Also, you remember the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11, verse number 12. It says that they also ascended up. It says, And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. So these clouds, I just do not believe, are referring to just puffy white things. It's referring to heavenly host. Now, finally, or at least a uh, an interesting note here, is that the angels, as the Lord is sending up into this cloud, they said, why do you stand here gazing up into heaven? It's almost as if they're saying, hey, 
He's going away to do his part. You guys need to get moving and do your part. So what was their part? To continue proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom as they were told in Matthew 24. Now, just another side note, we need to stop reading the church into Matthew chapter number 24. I can't tell you how many sermons I've heard or even some that I've preached where I'm finding the church, I'm finding the rapture. It's not there. Or the rest of the gospels for that matter. Always remember that while the promises for Israel are earthly in nature, for example, a throne, a land, a kingdom, the promises for the church are heavenly. Paul reminded the Philippians that their citizenship was where? In heaven, in Philippians 3 and verse number 20. As the body of Christ, our future is heavenly, not earthly. And then finally, notice once again that the Lord shall so come in like manner as you see him go. As mentioned before, he left with the clouds. He's going to return with the clouds. But also, he will return to the exact same place from which he departed, the Mount of Olives. In Zechariah chapter 14, verse number 4, And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half the mountain shall move toward the north, and half of it toward the south. So the same way he left is the same way that he is going to return, the Bible says. So those are verses uh, 6 through 11 in part number 3. Next time we'll look at part number 4 and uh, we'll pick up in verse number 12. Remember God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.